0: The word that I keep coming back to is uplifting. I have this conviction based on my lived experience that uplifting people or the planet doesn't have to be draining. It can actually feel uplifting to the person who's making that impact. All right, so welcome to another episode of Uplifting Conversations. And this is the second of our installment, Quick Reflex. Uh, And that is Reflex with a CTS. (laughs) <laughs> rather than reflex with a K. Um, anyway, I feel like the last time we did this, I didn't properly introduce you. And I, I, my my wife always elbows me for being the <laughs> first uh, introducer in the world. And so uh, Tamiri Ater is our Director of Communications and Engagement at Uplifting Capital. And she is also just an amazing human being, executive, entrepreneur, entrepreneur, Um, So has her own company, uh, The Gift of the Nile, which everybody should check out. Um, She is an MBA student at UCLA Anderson. Go Bruins. She is a fabulous friend of mine uh, of many years. Um, uh, Talented product development, uh, product management uh, executive, formerly in the beauty industry. And we are uh, beyond uh, fortunate to have her working with us at Uplifting Capital. If you have seen my my presence on social or my my kind of digital footprint and our company's digital footprint um, increase. Uh, that has a direct correlation to, to Mary Start at the firm um, and she will continue to engage and develop in, in a number of ways. So before we get to anything, <laughs> let me give you your proper dues and in introduction.
1: Well, I appreciate that. That was such a nice intro. I will take that and receive that. Thank you.
0: <laughs> You've earned that. You've earned that.
1: <laughs> uh, Love it.
0: Yeah, so so on the on these quick reflex, what we're really doing is is quickly uh, kind of giving our own uh, thoughts, takeaways from from uh, the week's most recent podcast or other general thoughts on uplifting. And and last week we talked to Sam Yushio about well being and wealth and the opportunity to to kind of improve the whole human by improving well being. And like Sam is. Like, if you haven't listened to that episode and you're listening to this, like, hit pause and go back. Sam drops so many nuggets there. He's such a wonderful, wonderful human being. And, like, when I think about the embodiment of, of uplifting and doing well for others and doing well for self and just kind of um, what, what a human being looks like when they're living well and doing well, like, that that's, Sam comes to mind. Uh, and so... Uh, shout out to Sam. I have so many things that I have in my mind, but uh, I would love to, you wanna go, you, what what came to you, uh, uh, Tamiri?
1: You know what, I? What everything you said about Sam, I don't know him well at all. I I just met him, but he's just like, I can, he just radiates positivity, which is first and foremost. So when you guys get in the room, I knew it was gonna be a great combo. Um, you know, I, I'm very into, you know, personal development, you know, really knowing yourself and so I love the discussion about Ikigai because I didn't know, I wasn't familiar with that um, prior to, you know, learning or reading about what Sam does and just this idea of like your reason for being like everything that we do should come from this center place of is this connected to my reason for being, at least I believe that and so I think, you know, we're talking finance here like obviously uplifting capital is about you know getting great financial returns but it kind of proves our point of you can have more right and so when you approach everything from your passion from why you're here what's your reason for being it makes making your financial decisions easier like what are the things you want to invest in what are the causes that are most important to you and aligning those values right and that's essentially i feel like why we do what we do so i loved that that topic
0: Oh man, I I was, I was so into it. Um, I, yeah, to your point, I feel like there's this operating assumption that those two things have to be separate, like what feeds us internally and what sustains us from a financial standpoint or, or what we need for career success uh, or what we need to attract the next client. Like there's this belief, um, this embedded belief that like, let me do one and then maybe I'll see to the other. Um, what one of the things that stuck with me relates to that Sam talked about this idea of the two mountains and I think the author of the book he quoted was David Brooks but I'll go I'll go back and check that and and correct that um he's, he was he talked about how um like real successful people have these two mountains where the first mountain is of kind of career success or financial success or this kind of traditional uh definition of success they get over that mountain And then the second mountain becomes what can I give so like first mountain kind of being what can I get and the second mountain being like, what's my purpose, how do I impact the world, how do I shape others, and he talked about this valley between those two mountains. Where like you have this kind of feeling of emptiness or this feeling that you want to do more, and oftentimes that leads people to go back to the first mountain again. Rather than looking to that second mountain, and so one of the things that was was kind of turning over in my head as I uh, as we recorded it and then I listened to the podcast was like this idea of bringing those two mountains together. Like, like what if we thought about scaling that second mountain while we're scaling the, the first mountain? So to your point, I and mean, you know we talk about impact alpha all the time or emotional impact alpha, but uh, people like you you see all these ultra wealthy. Uh, people are the ultra successful companies that start to think about giving back later. And I think like these rising generations, whether that's millennials who are becoming more influential in the workplace or Gen Z that's entering in the workplace, they're no longer accepting that they have to wait uh, for that to to create that kind of legacy, that purpose-driven legacy. And I think for for advisors out there, um, this is me not putting on my financial advisor, wealth manager, uh, hat. I think it's incumbent upon us slash them to really start thinking about, uh, legacy differently and the timing of legacy differently and how you, uh, how you might coach and lead people through uh, real-time legacy. Uh, and, and so building while building wealth, while building legacy and and what are the attributes of those and so a lot of that comes back to the kinds of conversations that we have about unlocking purpose and Mm -hmm. and what what where the synergy is but a, a lot of that is also really about kind of like a different form of of wealth planning and wealth management and more expansive kind of idea of this this whole thought of impact planning like so what what levers might be available to your clients right now uh maybe they can't um, you know, go and invest in, in the private markets for impact and like this venture fund or this kind of, uh, uh, you know, renewable energy project because they don't hit whatever thresholds. Like, w- where can they give? Where can they volunteer? Where can their voice be felt on the issues that they care about? Like really starting to think through those conversations. I think is is, I'm predicting is going to become a fundamental part of, mm-hmm. of a financial advisor's job.
1: Yeah, I love that. I mean, it it makes it that much sweeter, right? It does. You say doing well while doing good. So I love
0: that. The other other piece uh, that stuck out for me um, was this whole idea of Sam talked about these micro moments that they're creating with Connect 3X. Uh, There's another um, entrepreneur that comes to mind who's doing something uh, similar. So Sam's doing that on kind of this well-being um, uh front and for employee experience and for firms and for leaders uh and i think there's this increasing recognition that like we don't have to do these big sweeping things in order to make change like change looks different from that um that, so the other person i had in mind was there's a, a really uh kind of rocket ship company called bento engines uh their their founder phil hecker uh is a friend he is doing that for the client experience and so, what they're doing is creating all these different micro moments where you can kind of touch your client, check in with your client, whether those are age-based triggers or these these different insignificant triggers. Um, and so, uh, more and more firms are are starting to recognize, uh, I think, and people generally are starting to recognize that change doesn't necessarily happen from going like. Uh, I'm going to quit my job and change my life and drop everything right now, although like that that's me. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I think it I think it does happen in these sort of micro micro touch points that start to snowball, change who we are, change how we think about the world, and then ultimately create the impact that we we hope to have on a larger scale,
1: yeah, for sure. Like it's overwhelming if you think of it as this huge, big task. So it has to be broken up. And i and that also reminds me of how he talked about you can't go in and do this huge workshop because I've worked at companies, and you know they they pay like thirty thousand dollars to have a consultant and do the, they do like a two day training, you do it, and then you move on, you never talk about it again.
0: And it's like. <laughs>
1: But and you that, are fired
0: up for those two days. Like exactly,
1: you are, woo! Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's like the effort is, you know, commi- you know, like that's a good effort, right? But like that's not going to make any changes within the organization. So it's actually better to approach it from this smaller micro-act um, type of perspective. And then you'll actually see more change, bigger change over time, at least. That's what it seems
0: like. Yeah, that was one, one of the things that we we talked about, or one of the things I was thinking about when, when I did the Just Listen project was different forms of energy and what those do to our fuel for change. Like, like if when we're when we're that high, that excited, and like pouring that much into two days, like that burns the fuel really fast. Mm-hmm. It's like it's almost like that's the gasoline fuel. Um, but when we have these kind of sustainable practices, systems thinking, we're building in the opportunity to do things on a consistent basis, I think of that almost like coal or wood like, whatever it is that continues to burn for a long time. like that, those those raging fires have a purpose and and mm-hmm. they're necessary. but sometimes uh, if we forget what sustainable action on the other side of those looks like, we're really kind of failing from a real change standpoint.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Love that. Well, it was another great episode. Yep. We got some fire ones coming down the, pi- the pipeline. Oh,
0: so, so much good stuff coming. So yeah. who do we who do we have? Who do you think is coming next?
1: So we have Jordan, we have Khalil, we have the choir divas. We have uh, <laughs> Danny it's yeah we' got we got some heavy hitters so all right all right yeah
0: yeah stay tuned so we got we, gotta, we have to pick we have to pick that next one maybe go in order or something like that um, yeah anyway stay tuned thank you everybody for for continuing to be on this this journey with us uh we are so excited to continue to bring you uh this intersection of uplifting others while uplifting yourselves we'll keep, we'll keep thinking about um also this this client advisory relationship in this context and trying to give whatever gems that that we can share about how advisors might share this kind of uplifting uh this this kind of dual uplifting with their clients i think it has a lot to do with um, strengthening the client relationship and and sort of uplifting wealth management generally and so more to come on this, but but so much fun always connecting with you to Mary and yes, can't wait definitely. to release and reflect next time.
1: Yes. Yeah. See you later.